When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to SEN Mornings. Matthew Cox with you this morning. Great to have Alan Williams on the line from the southeast Melbourne Phoenix who find themselves in an interesting situation. It has been a tough season from him and it's good to catch up with uh, the import for the Phoenix. Alan, welcome to SEN. Yeah, thanks for having me so much. Really appreciate it. That pleasure is ours to have you on the line as well. How have you seen the the season unfold to this point for the Phoenix? There's been a lot going on, and it's been a well. I suppose the team's had to be pretty resilient given some of the circumstances. Yeah, you know, um, through a season, a lot of things kind of can take place, and I think we're uh, we're, we're indicative of that. And um, it's been a lot of ups and downs, but uh, looking forward to continue it out and, and then trying to make this run for a championship. Currently sitting fourth on the table, 12 wins and nine losses. You, you play the, the top of the table team tomorrow night. How have the conversations been around preparing for the clash against the top team of the competition? Yeah, you know, anytime you go against a team like Sydney with the talent that they have, um, it's, it's definitely going to be on our game planning and understanding what we can and can't do, but we're going in there with the mindset to try to get the win, and, and that's what we do with, with all of our games. So. Do, do you feel they've got a weakness that you might be able to exploit? Uh, you know, I think us playing team basketball and really worrying about the things that we can do well, and that's moving the basketball and, and on offense and then really picking up uh, the pressure on defense is, is going to be big for us in order to, to gain that advantage. Um, but in terms of weakness, I don't necessarily see if they if they have one, but I know that if we can affect the game by, by really picking up our defensive pressure. The, the, the season, you, you'd know this given your career internationally in basketball, it moves so quickly. How do you reflect on the performance against the Jack Jumpers on Sunday and then quickly turn it around to ensure that you're the you're ready to go against the Kings. Yeah, you know, obviously we didn't put our best foot forward uh, a couple of nights ago. Uh, just got to give a lot of credit to Tasmania, their fan base, and obviously their team. They, they play really hard and it's a really tough brand of basketball that we just weren't ready for. And so um, it's, it's on us to go back, reflect, and understand what we did wrong in those games and, and try to improve it for the next one. The, the good thing about the NBL and is it's a very competitive league and any night anything can happen. So uh, we're looking forward to... Uh, taking our chance up against the, uh, the Kings here pretty soon. So. 21 points for you against the Jack Jumpers on Sunday. What's, what's the learnings for you out of that encounter to help you, I suppose, integrate more into this team that, given it's your first season with the Phoenix? Um, I don't necessarily think it's a lot of integration left for me. I think that um, I've solidified my my role on this team and that's to try to be a leader in, in any way that I possibly can and uh, I think more than anything the takeaways are other turnovers that myself and, and Mitch Creek had and they just weren't good enough you know we didn't play well enough to to help our team um, when they really needed us so it's going to be on us to be able to, to pick it up and, and, and really support our teammates and give them the confidence to go out there and play 
uh, the best basketball, especially when we're down a couple of soldiers. So uh, we got to be better for sure. And I see Mitch Creek was was fairly strong in the comments that he made post-match about his own performance. Was that harsh or is that the kind of culture that you're trying to build at the Phoenix? Is that there's one that you, you're always striving to be the best that you can possibly be and, and when that's not achieved, you feel a little let down? Yeah, you know, I think that is the culture. And obviously he's, he's been here uh, since the inception of the team and the franchise. And so um, as one of the leaders, he, he definitely takes it hard on himself. As one of the leaders, I do the same for me. So I've only been here a couple of months now. But uh, like I said, I'm, I'm really invested in the team. And I really believe that we can build something special here with Southeast Melbourne. And um, I'm looking forward to, to, to finishing out this season and, and really being a part of the, the, the success of this club and franchise and helping to grow. Uh, throughout Melbourne and Australia, so um, in order to do that, we got to be critical on ourselves and hold ourselves to a to a very high standard. And uh, when that standard is not met, we have to take it on our shoulders and uh, push forward to to the next one. You've got a very close relationship with Mitch. He's, I think, one of the reasons you ended up coming to Australia and Melbourne in particular. What's he like to be a teammate? Mitch is great. You know, he he works his his, his tail off every single day. Um, and uh, really, like I said, holds all of us to a high standard, but it's not a standard that he doesn't hold himself to. So I think leading by example is a, a big thing that, that he and I both kind of uh, hold our hat on, and so when, when that happens and we're able to get everybody else involved, uh, we look like a really good team, you know, and so um, looking forward to, like I said, continuing this, this relationship that I have with, with, with Mitch and, and uh, kind of seeing how far we can take this thing because it's, it's been a ton of fun so far. What, what have you noticed change as he's matured as a basketballer and, and become a, a leader? What have you noticed changed across the journey? Um, and in terms of me, or are you talking about with Mitch? Uh, Mitch, and yourself for that matter. Yeah, you know, I think with experience, you, you gain wisdom. And I think that uh, he and I have both been so many places around the world. And I don't know if it's anything specifically um, that I can kind of point on to, to kind of say our growth has been there. But I just think that understanding um, one that one game doesn't dictate or change the whole season and uh, as long as you're living to fight another day you're going to get another opportunity to go out there and be better than you were the day before and so um, that's a big thing and then also I just think the work ethic you know you, you understand how hard you have to work in order to be successful in this game uh, professionally and so uh, we, we, we can't come short of that at all and so that's why we got to continue to, to work hard in the gym and, and uh, keep, keep, keep growing. You've played basketball right around the world, including arguably the best league, the, the NBA. How do you feel the NBL stacks up in terms of not only what is produced on the court, but also off court? Yeah, you know, I think if you're, if you're encompassing all those pieces, the NBL is, is right up there. Um, from the fan engagement to the media coverage to the excitement and growth of of this, this this league here now, it's um it's really something special, and I'm I'm really honored uh, to be a part of it, and really looking forward to helping to contribute to the growth and and, and expansion of this league, not only around Australia but uh, around the world. And I think it could be something uh, where it's going to get a lot of respect and a lot of attention from from other places around the world. So uh, it's it's definitely up there. What have you enjoyed most about your first experience of Melbourne? Man, um, everything. No, I mean, in all honesty, Melbourne is, is one of the best cities that I've been to. Uh, 
tremendously enjoy living in Melbourne because of everything that kind of goes on, from the food to the events. Um, and then last but certainly not least, the, the fan support that we've been getting uh, as a team, me personally, uh, it's just been tremendous. You know, it's, it's, it's a group of people that really care about, one, their community and their region of the city, and, and also us as players. And so they go above and beyond to make sure that we feel supported uh, and loved. And so uh, it's, it's always an honor to be able to go out and play in front of the best fans in the NBL, in my opinion. So um, big shout-out to the uh, Southeast Melbourne uh, Phoenix fan base. The big supporters, particularly given that the club is or the team is still in its infancy when it comes to the NBL. Uh, great to have you on, Alan. Really appreciate it. Good luck with the Kings tomorrow night. All right. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Alan Williams joining us from the southeast Melbourne Phoenix. They're important. They are sitting at a precarious position on the ladder. They're sitting in fourth, but it has been a tough season where they have had to display a lot of resilience and the, the standards that they hold themselves to, as we alluded to in that conversation, as the leaders of the team, Mitch Creek and Alan himself, trying to hold up the, the standards and, and make these teams incredibly strong so they do become a force as we get to the pointy end of the season. This is SEN Morning. Still to come on the McCafe menu, Caleb Jewell from the Hobart Hurricanes will join us. We'll uh, go to David in Frankston, who's been waiting very patiently on the line. Good morning to you, David. Hi, Coxie. Thanks for taking the call. All good. Happy New Year to you. Yeah, Happy New Year to you as well. Look, uh, with all the talks about TV rights and uh, et cetera across uh, all codes, football, cricket, uh, basketball, whatever you'd like to name, um, what COVID has taught us is the importance of the crowds. Now, there's been an increase in technology, not only what they can do, but TVs at home are fantastic now with high definition, etc. People have got 75-inch screens. Why do they want to go to the bloody cricket and pay top dollar for everything and get ripped off? Um, so a bit tongue-in-cheek here, but it's, there's a sort of balance to be gained here. They better start playing the average Joe Blow to attend these games and look after us a bit better. And as you're right, it's not just cricket, and we're talking cricket this morning because of their new TV rights deal with uh, Seven and Fox Sports, or it's an extension of the agreement that they've already had. But you're right, there, there's been a, a tendency for, for lower crowds, or at least, you know, you still get bigger crowds to the, the bigger games, but the smaller games don't attract as many people. And I suppose that lends itself to the overall experience that you want to have at the sporting event. The price is definitely an issue. Getting to the grounds and accessibility is becoming more and more of an issue as well. And maybe we are just more comfortable now with the technology that we do have in front of us to be able to consume sport. I wonder what what would be required to change, to change our behaviour, to attract us back to sport. If it's not a big game, if it's just a it's just a game that doesn't have much on the line. Why w- would you want to go for it or attend it? Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. If you've got a thought on that front, thanks, Dave. Appreciate the call this morning. Let's catch up with the news headlines now with Anna in the newsroom.